Welcome into another episode of the Osmodorian Hockey Podcast. Of course, this time, another interview with the fellas. It's Shane Bull, Noah Bull, the Bro brothers uh, from the Oswego State men's hockey team. Of course, I'm alongside Thomas Turgeon. This is Zach Case. And guys, thanks for sitting down. How do you guys feel? I know you guys have been wanting to come on for a while now. So, uh, how are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks again for having us on. Um, we're excited. Um, um, you know, and we know the hockey season just ended, but... Uh, we're here just to discuss whatever you guys want to talk about, and I'm uh, happy to be here with my twin brother too. So, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. I think you guys are the not the first twins, but maybe a couple sets of brothers on the men's team. So I think my first question is I want to bring it back even before playing for Oswego State. What was it like growing up playing hockey together? Did you guys play other sports? And then how'd you guys end up on the same junior team? And then what was recruiting like? I know that's a lot, but just give it to us. Well. Uh, yeah, growing up, we always played minor hockey together, uh, except for like one year. Um, we were separate, but yeah, um, uh, I think the big reason why we kind of played together was just to help our parents out. But uh, yeah, we grew up uh, playing for the Whippy Wildcats um, all the way until uh, our midget year, so I was around 16, 17 years old. And then uh, we made the transition to Junior A, the Whippy Fury, for a couple of years. And then, um, yeah, it was fun. We had a blast. Um, we kind of... I think around our third, third or fourth year, we kind of talked to Eddie and Whitey fourth here. Year, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, the rest is history. It's uh, obviously it's 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 cool playing with your twin brother, but uh, yeah, I don't know, Shane. What are your thoughts? No, I think the plan all along was me and him wanted to stick together. Um, we've been doing it our whole life, and as soon as Whitey and Eddie approached us, we've always had a Swigo State on our radar, and. We just made the decision to come here as a pair, as that was the plan all along. Did they approach one of you guys, or did they approach both of you? Uh, they approached both yeah. at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember, was, was it a set of a... Was or we talked to Whitey Cor- first. We in Corpus. Yeah, we talked to Whitey, uh, I think it was like September, at yeah. the Null Showcase. And then we came back home, and then we talked to Eddie after a Trenton game. Yeah, and when we transferred to Pickering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were the... What were the uh, any other options on the radar? Uh, there was a few other... D3 schools that we had in mind, but like I said, Oswego was always one that we wanted to go yeah. to, so it was a no-doubter. No, no yeah, no-brainer. And then one of the questions I have for uh, Shaner, you know, at the early points in the year, a little bit banged up on the defensive side, how many years were you playing defensemen and juniors and then back in your youth hockey days, and uh, what made the change? Uh, so when I was playing minor hockey, um, it was considered, well, major bantam, which is the year before minor midget, and... My coach had the idea for me to play defense, so I took that risk, and I enjoyed it, but it's not as fun as forward because I'm, I'm the type of guy that likes to get down low and get grindy and mucky, so um, no, then I just made the transfer back to forward, and then, yeah, so now I'm a forward, but I'll go back to do whenever I can. So a big, a big topic we talked about with, uh, with AJ and Tristan were obviously that COVID year. You guys all came to, in together. You guys were up here back and forth for a little bit, but you didn't have hockey in, and you weren't able to practice together. So I guess talk about that transition. It was kind of a weird year. First time in your whole life you haven't had hockey in the winter. What was that like? And then what was it like coming back last year and getting back on the ice with all the team and getting to know each other and kind of gel more? Well, yeah, uh, obviously it was no one expected it. Uh, obviously hockey and away from hockey was tough. But, yeah, I remember we came in our COVID year. Um, we started workouts for a little bit. I think it was like two to three weeks. And then we got completely shut down. Um, I know it was tough for me and Shane. We just decided to go all the way back home. Um, one thing we didn't really like prepare ourselves for was like we just got 
so out of shape. Um, it, was, it was bad because nothing was open. So we tried our best, but... Just to eat food. And yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. So um, I guess last year, our first year coming in, we tried as best as we could. And obviously the, our preseasons, they're, they're pretty tough. Yeah. So it was good to have. We missed it. Um, but yeah, I know this year we kind of changed a lot, like uh, conditioning-wise, like uh, Eddie brought in a new... Mark Powell, he's really good with the workouts, so I think that really helped us a lot. But yeah, COVID, COVID year it was tough. So, and like we didn't get to really experience school, so it wasn't good. Shane, you definitely got quicker. You, yeah. you were one of the slower kids with Jarkan <laughs> at was. one point. <laughs> you was, and Arkan were the yeah. slowest guys out there. I'm like, who did we bring in? Was that right at the beginning? Uh, of that was right at last year. I'm yeah. like, wow, they really brought Noah in and said, Shane, you can join the team too. <laughs> that was a bigger frame. You, know, you could you could have, like, if you hit someone, a freight train, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't want to get out there with you guys. No, <laughs> thank you. Oh, my God, that's crazy. But, Noah, on the other hand, you get your first collegiate goal this year against Skidmore. You know, walk me through it, your emotions. Obviously, it's cool to get your first collegiate goal. And during a point early in the year, it was a big game ranking-wise. But overall, I mean, you look at your college career, and now you got you kind of got that off your back. Just your overall thoughts after this season. Yeah, well, obviously it was great. Um, you know, it was tough my first year. I didn't really uh, play much, but that's the way it goes sometimes. You can't really complain about it. But, yeah, it was good. Um, like you say, I got the monkey off my back. And then I think that just kind of helped me confidence-wise to keep going throughout the, throughout the year. I was able to get a couple more, but yeah, it's always good. I know uh, transitioning from junior to college, uh, it is harder to get. So yeah, I just, I'm just glad I got it and it helped in a crucial game like that one in that tournament. But yeah, it was, it was finally good to get it. I guess piggybacking off of that, is there anything that you changed up between last season and this season? Was it the hockey IQ? Was it the skill? What, what really changed between last year and this year? Yeah. Um, well, there's two big things for me. Uh, first was just uh, building confidence. That was kind of really big, big uh, mental block for me. I think, um, like you said, getting that first one that really helped a lot. Because um, I know I had the, the skill to play. I just, um, I just uh, had some mental fatigue, I guess. But another big thing for me was that uh, I lost uh, quite a bit of weight and kind of brought my body fat down to get quicker and more agile. I think at the end of last year I was around 188, and right now I'm like around 176. So I think that really helped a lot too. So. That's huge. Back to back to COVID. One qu- uh, funny question: Is there something you guys picked up during COVID when you had that year off? Something I know a lot of guys got into golf. streaming, video games. Golf was huge in the summertime. Is there anything you picked up besides hockey? Uh, there's just a lot of late nights playing video games yeah. till three a.m. I think yeah. uh, who's the better gamer? Uh, I'd probably say yeah. No. But uh, I think what did we put a GTA. I think it was GTA. Yeah. God. A lot of GTA COD too. Yeah. Who uh, who wins in the NHL uh, seven game series? Oh, I beat him. Uh, I mean, we could. Uh, I mean, we I'm could play it. We could yeah. definitely play it. <laughs> I mean, we could have a rematch, but uh, I don't know. I take in four. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right. I'll give it to him. Yeah. And then looking back at last season, obviously uh, you guys were the one seed heading into Suniac. You played a really good Plattsburgh team. How was it to have that rivalry back between the two teams and, and also just overall this season? I think you guys looked really good compared to last year. I think the chemistry was there. You could come in with a really good goaltender too. How was it having this freshman class coming in and obviously the season as a whole? I mean, like the rivalry against Plattsburgh is always good. You look back at the first whiteout game and obviously we took that one 5-2. Um, it was a game that I thought we dominated, and then you get the Whiteout 2.0, which is a crucial game, which depends on who shows up. And I feel like we did show up, but 
it was one of those games where we didn't get pucks through. Um, we were just shooting at the chest of the goalie. Credit to him, he's a pretty good goalie. But no, in general, I would just say like the whiteout atmosphere and all that is is definitely like something that I admire because I don't really think you get that anywhere else. But I would just say uh, going into next year, I'm looking forward to it again. But if it happens again, we meet him in the finals. Uh, it'll be a different outcome. Yeah, and like, yeah, like you said, it's it's awesome having a rivalry like Plattsburgh, and like you said, the freshman class coming in, they're awesome. All of them made a great impact this year, and it's happy happy to see that. Um, I know they uh, helped us a lot um, in each and every game this year. Like like you said, Shell or like any one of the rookies. So I think it definitely helped in games like those. So um, yeah, uh, next year just build off what we have and hopefully get a different result. So one of the things that we didn't see on our college lifetime in a way on home ice but on the road was seeing Geneseo go down for the first time this year in quite some time. What was overall the energy and the thoughts after the locker room? Was it like hype or on to the next or what was the energy going to the locker room after that one? Um, I think it was we were, we're like we're pretty excited. I, I know like hockey games you got to be respectful of one another but uh, it was really really good to see because <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I know we beat them early in the year, and I know uh, Geneseo was always a really good opponent. And kudos to them. But yeah, we were excited, and then um, yeah, it's just we never saw that before too while we've been here at Geneseo losing. So yeah, it was it was it was it was cool to see. So and I also think it was one of those games, like you said, we hadn't beat them in I don't know how many years, six or so. Yeah. So it was one of those games where we wanted to take them down, and I think that was one of our better games of the season, and it showed. And I think the atmosphere and the locker room after the game was was hype, and even Coach Eddie was fired up. So yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it was one of the better games yeah. from broadcasting it, going on the road there, being in that atmosphere, and just shutting it down for the, the first time. The snowstorm on the way. The there. snowstorm. Yeah, brutal. First twenty minutes was a blizzard. First last twenty was a blizzard. But and going back to that Suniac championship against Plattsburgh, that was the most defensive game I've seen probably in my four here, four years here between both crying. teams. Like you look at the shot totals from both sides. What was it like playing? I know the physicality was up, but there's that one hit uh, that Bender has of you hitting that one guy. But what's really what's really it like playing in a game like that compared to maybe a game that's a little more open, less physicality, and more shots, less defense? Yeah, uh, I think a big thing for me, I, maybe Shane feels the same. You have to be more cognizant of the mistakes you make. Yeah. Um, like in a more offensive game, maybe you're a little more offensive-minded. You'll maybe leave the zone a little early. But uh, in a crucial game like that, I think we really um, – adamant on just kind of staying with our guys, making sure um, they didn't get uh, some key shots away. Um, obviously, it's, it's we, I'd like to say we have a pretty offensive team here, so it was, it's a little different from our style, but uh, nonetheless, it was important to do that game, so. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I think it also compares to that game in Plattsburgh in the championship for that tournament. You guys came in the third period, and I was talking to Dom on the broadcast, and I was like, these guys kind of just laid back on the heels all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we haven't really seen. And, and it kind of compared to that Suniac Championship where you guys weren't on your heels, but it was shut down defense all the way through. And it was very interesting to see the other side of it. And I guess going into some, some of the chemistry with this team, obviously the, the gelling, having guys come back, what's it like being on the bench? What was it like this year? Who was the guy speaking up? Obviously you got Ryan Bunka coming back for his fifth year, but what's it like on the bench out there, especially in a game like that where you got a packed crowd in, in Murano? Um, I would say, like, as a team we have a couple loud guys, but there's some quiet guys. Like, I wouldn't say uh, – who am I thinking of here? 
I'll say, I'll say Jericho sometimes gets us going. Um, he is he is more quiet, but he can be loud. But guys like Ryan Dickinson, uh, I'd say Troy Robillard, any any one of us can get loud when they want. But I would say like Ryan Bunka gets us going the most. Robillard's really one of the guys. He gets can loud? be when he wants. Wow, it seems like <laughs> he's so he's quiet so around quiet. us. I wouldn't. I would place him as like yeah. a quiet leader almost. That's yeah, kind of he funny saves it for that. the games, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. He's he doesn't a, want to give it to the media guys. He's always <laughs> he's always a quiet individual. It's crazy. Like you look at those guys, like DiCarlo and Robillard. When you talk to them, they're a little more mild. But then you look at a guy like Bunk and Dickinson. They're just all out. And I mean, AJ Ryan pounding on the glass behind us right now while we're recording this. Just. <laughs> Bundles of energy within the room, just like different kinds of amounts of energy through that room. And I mean, just overall a great season as a whole. And I really don't have a question. I just enjoy it. I, I, st- I, I still got some. What's uh, You guys talked about you, you got a couple weeks off. You're able to get back. And, and, of course, you guys aren't really batting, battling injuries, so it's just the mental state and getting your physical health back up. But what's it like going through these workouts now? I know the guys talked about it last week about having Mark Powell on and having him and even Chattel and Tierney, having those guys on for the extra skates, the extra workouts in the in the room. What was it like this year with those workouts and, and heading into summer too? What do you focus on now as a hockey player over the next couple of months? Um, I'd say the workouts throughout this year were very beneficial for us, especially for certain guys because like a guy like me, like more – more thick than others so with these workouts it kind of puts into your mind like okay if I continue this mindset and have a steady like uh, what's the word here um, like mindset yeah steady mindset something like that it it helps helps me build confidence and know that I can go out there and be the best I can be yeah um, I think that was the biggest change from here uh, from last year to this year was was the workouts I know um, we did have workouts but we didn't really take them seriously and I think it really showed this year. Um, I don't know, like the old saying goes, like the, the work you put in the off off the ice shows on the ice. So, but I think the biggest thing for the summer to focus on, I know it's good to relax, kind of take your mind off the game. But I think, yeah, just conditioning is the biggest thing because I know we come back, we have a couple weeks to skate preseason. So, yeah, just go home, rest, uh, stay in shape, and that's what we really focus on. So, what's the uh, what's the summer months looking like back home? In Ontario, what do you guys like to do? What do you what do you do for for ice? And is there a summer job? What's it What's that like? Um, well, the past couple of years, I I've, I've done landscaping. It's it's good, but it's not fun. Um, I don't know. He's, you've done the same. He yeah, worked at a golf course a golf one course year or two. For a couple of years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, me and Shana, we usually just go golfing a lot. Um, we got a cottage back home. We just go there too. Um, Nothing, nothing really special. I wish we had, we did, but you mow some lawns pretty good then. I, or is it I, more, I, more I, mulch and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I wish I could. At? I wish I could mow the, the lawn on like the lawnmowers, but I kind of get the you get the weed whacker. Yeah, you know, uh, I, get the, I get the job. You don't. My mind. arm's killing me after oh, a good session. Thank you. Your, your hand will go numb. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's what I do during the summer. I do more public works, not private. Yeah, but I feel bad for all the kiddos I know from high school that are doing like the private sector, just lawn after oh, lawn. Brutal. I'm like, you're not on the ride. Like, you're pushing that thing. Yeah. So. Fun stuff. Uh, also, obviously, you talk about Whitey, you talk about Eddie and how they got you here. What's it like being a player under Ed Gozik and the rest of the staff? I know John's obviously played here. He's now a coach, and he's a really well-respected coach. But what's it like being under Ed Gozik? Honestly, uh, 
I I think it's great. I have a lot of respect for Ed. Yep. Um, not only is he, is he like a great coach hockey wise, he really like takes the time to make you grow as a person. Um, I know if you're struggling with anything or if you need something, he's he's always the first guy you can call. Um, so I know like um, he's all, he's been one of my favorite coaches I think I've ever had. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Do you feel the same way, Shane? Or? Yeah, even off the ice, like with all the community service he, that he makes us do, I think that's a big step in making us come together as a team because I don't think most teams do that. So him doing that makes us better, and I think it translates onto the ice because, like, again, we, we respect Ed, and I think, um, yeah, we just enjoy going out to every practice and every game that we play. You talk about the community events, and, and obviously this is a hockey town through and through. It's kind of its own satellite area, and, and obviously you guys do the pancakes, you do stuff with the Speedway, Miles for Mary, and everything like that. What's it like having the community behind your back and, and having that connection? You're, you're At the end of the day, you're a Division three hockey team. It's not like you're playing D1 or you're up at the pros, but you have a solid fan base, and what's it like seeing them on a weekly basis during the season? Um, I Like you said, we're, we're super fortunate. I know like the Blue Line Club, They've done so much for us this year, and um, give them a quick shout out. I know they give us like uh, after games a lot of food, or during the year they'll just just give us a lot, and we're very fortunate. And the fans here too are great. I know after games we'll get to meet some of them. Um, they really support us, and they just create this great atmosphere. We're so lucky to have here in the rink and away from the rink. So uh, I, I just love it here. So shout out exactly what he said. Yeah, you guys were doing some player uh, autographs. I didn't get it. Yeah. Did you get any turds? No, I did not. Come on, I need a hop in line? I want to hop in line. So we can give you some right now. Oh, okay. We'll, okay. Track, we'll track it back a little bit. Zach talked about Ed Gosick and John Whitelaw, but what we haven't really talked about is the fact that your practices during the week were at 8 in the morning and then workouts prior to that. Were there any really challenges early in the season to try and kind of, you know, counter that sleep schedule? Because I know I personally am not a morning person and getting on the ice in the morning, I don't know how I'd feel. We, got it. we also got to know who was late. Who was late? <laughs> who was late the most? And, and we what know was the it wasn't Dickinson. There? Dickinson definitely wasn't. Cause ben Greco tweeted. Oh, he's the first week. one on the yeah. list every day. <laughs> I remember seeing those. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was tough at first. Um, I mean, we get up at what, like six six twenty ish. Yeah. I mean, the first two weeks were tough, but once you start getting into yeah. it, it's really, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was all. It was all. It was like kind of like good to get kind of over with because then you can go home get. Get your stuff like schoolwork over, but uh, I don't know who was who was always late. I, I can't. Uh, I'd say a few instances was Grimmer. I'll say uh, Grimmer. Uh, uh, not uh, a yeah. lot, not a lot, okay. but but a, but a couple instances instances throughout the year. Yeah. What was the consequence like? Anything? I think I think one time we made him do the stairs. Oh jeez. Jeez. Yeah. jeez. Uh, and obviously with with Eddie in the morning practices, the guy said it last week. He's in there at five a.m. wide awake. Oh yeah. He probably gets up at three thirty. But what's the uh, what's the best line you've gotten from him the past two years? I know sideboards is a hit with everyone. Oh yeah. That's right. What's, just uh, what's just the best a one? typical whenever you walk in early morning. It's morning boys. Yeah, morning boys are. That's uh, the most typical one. What's the one with the? Ah, oh, there's one with like. Uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank, but. Uh, I some uh, nah, I forget, but he's got a lot of good ones. Yeah, for sure. There's there's the, there's there the was one ones. day actually when uh, we were interviewing. I can't remember who, but you were walking out and he goes, "Put some shoes on now." It's, <laughs> it's winter time, and it was like the first week we got it, you guys for interviews, and it was just so funny because it was like it was 
still October, like 50 degrees outside. Yeah. It's like, it's winter time. Yeah, that was good. I, I do remember that. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> My favorite is when we do TV interviews and we got to have you guys clap so we can line up the audio and the video. And he claps like a madman. So man. many times. Because <laughs> he's been doing it for like 15 years now. So he's like, oh yeah, you, want, you need me to clap? And he's just going away. And it's like, dude, come on. Just give me one clap. <laughs> He'll give you like seven. <laughs> and then when you interview him, you ask him one question, he gives you 15 answers. So I don't have to prepare interviews for this guy because it's just in and out. But, yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of the devil, they're probably all working the desk. Probably. Typical. What's uh? So obviously, one two years left for you guys, and and it's closing out the career. What's it? What do you guys want to do really after after college? What's that mindset? Do you want to play professional? Do you want to get into the workforce? What's that looking like for you guys? And and how are you going to stay involved in hockey? Really? Yeah, I don't know. Um, as of now, we've kind of talked about it. I think we're kind of discussing maybe doing a COVID year, a fifth year. It's kind of where our heads are right now. Um, after that, we might go play pro. But, yeah, I think the big thing for us is just seeing how next year goes and the year after that. But, uh, yeah, even like uh, 10, 15 years down the road, we'll definitely uh, stay involved in hockey. I think me and Shane want to try and uh, kind of coach together. I don't know. Who's I don't know. coaching? I don't know if that is it going to be good. like a good cop, bad cop situation? Like, what's the deal with that? Uh, I don't know. I think more of a... I don't know. Good cop, good cop. I don't think <laughs> two don't different think we, assistants. Or we'll, see yeah. we'll see them in the OJ. Assistant. We'll see them in yeah. the OJ yeah. at some point. You'll see the headlines come across. Yeah, that'll it's be, gonna awesome. be a brother brawl on the bench. <laughs> yeah, Teams down six nothing. I mean, we got uh, we have two older brothers too, so maybe we'll. Uh, oh jeez. We'll let them join too. You so. got the whole front office. Oh my god. You got to start a professional team at that. Yeah, way. let's do it. They're gonna start their own OHL junior hockey. Oh yeah, might as well. Just a dynasty. The Whippy Bulls. Brothers yeah, make that happen. Let's do it. What uh, are you ready for the final question? Yeah, I'm ready for the final. So, question. final question we ask everyone that comes on the podcast: What is your last meal in Oswego? What are you getting if you were not here tomorrow? What's the last meal for dinner tonight or breakfast? Can't it has to be a local place too? It can't be a fast food. It's a big challenge. Um, I mean, I've been I've been enjoying Nora's lately. Oh, that's- Nora's a good one. Nora's is a good spot. I enjoy there. But I haven't heard that one in a while. What I you getting when you go there? I uh, get like the Southwest Chipotle bowl or something. It's like a breakfast bowl and it's kind of spicy, so okay. it makes me sweat a yeah. little, but it tastes pretty damn good. I mean, for me, it's got to be Riverwalk Pizza. Uh, I usually get too. Yeah, I don't get it much, but I'll usually get like the three topping pizza. I'll get the chicken bacon ranch. Oh, that's there. good too. Yeah, they sell I mean, me you on can't that beat one. it. It's good. Riverwalk Bagel's good, too. Yeah, in the mornings. Yeah. Those are two different ones that we haven't really heard as often. Red Sun's a popular one. Yeah. Red Sun's I'm a popular. big Cheap Seats guy. Cheap Seats is oh, the cheap you, I, cheap you can sell me at Cheap Seats any day of the week. Honestly. <laughs> That's where we're going to end up tonight, bro. No, we're not. Uh, I'm going to end up there in about an hour. but. <laughs> well, uh, fellas, if you guys don't have anything for us, thank you for obviously coming on. Mm-hmm. Noah, Shane, obviously, uh, good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, Can't wait so to much. see what the headlines are next year uh, from outside of Oswego. But... Uh, for Thomas Surgeon, Zach Case, another episode here, episode 23, featuring Shane Bull and Noah Bull. Of course, you want to continue to listen to the Osmodorian Hockey Podcast. Uh, tune in on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or on Twitter at GoningMMD. And, uh, of course, so long and sail on.